Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. This is Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And we have, I think, one of the more important shows we've ever done. Very, very important show. And the reason is, it's because we have an election going on right now between Biden and Trump, and that makes a lot of the news. We also have COVID, which makes a lot of the news. But I, in my opinion, the biggest news of all in the last few months was that Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha, dumped bank stocks and he dumped airline stocks and he got into Barrick Gold. In other words, he shifted into gold mining. And he and his buddy, Peter, I mean, it was Munger, have badmouthed gold forever. They own some silver, but they badmouthed gold forever. And so that is the biggest news of all because it says something is really fundamentally changed in America. I mean, foundationally. If airlines are going, if he's dumping airline stocks and he's dumping bank stocks, the question is, what does that mean? You know, and CNBC and the other one, CNBS as they call it, they don't cover it. Nobody covers it. And this is bigger, you know, I mean, Trump or Biden, it's important. But Buffett going into Barrick Gold is a thousand times bigger news to all of us because Trump or Biden have no possible power. They cannot stop what's about to happen. So let me say it again. The biggest news of all is not Trump or Biden or COVID. It's Warren Buffett dumping bank stocks. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? And dumping airline stocks and then buying Barrick Gold. We don't know what else he's bought. And the question is, what does that really mean? Any comments, Kim? Well, it definitely means something is up. Something is changing, changing big time because he always talked bad about gold, right? He always kind of dumped on gold. So uh, we have a great guest today. And our guest today is Peter Schiff. He's a chief economist and global strategist of Euro-Pacific Capital, registered investment advisor. He speaks his mind. And he's going to tell you what's he's going to tell you what's on his mind, and we're going to have a great discussion. So Peter's also the author of the Real Crash: America's Coming Bankruptcy: How to Save Yourself and Your Country, which is what we need to know today. How do we save ourselves? How do we save not just the U.S.? How do we save the world? Because right now it seems like it's falling to pieces. So let, let me introduce Peter because he and I <laughs> now he and I have been on the Real Estate Guys cruise about five years now. And it's always entertaining to be there with Peter because he'll take everybody on. <laughs> and I agree a hundred percent with Peter. The thing is, I don't, Peter is the smartest guy as to why 
you should buy gold and silver. I just buy gold and silver because I started buying silver in 1964 and I started buying gold in 1972. And the only reason I did that is because in 1971, Nixon started printing money and, he, and we're a reserve currency. The average guy has no idea. What does that mean, we're a reserve currency? What, what is the fractional reserve system? The average American, even the college professors, have no idea what that means. So for all these years, Kim and I have saved gold and silver, taken a lot of heat from people. He said, well, you should be in this. You should. So no, gold and silver are what we save. We don't save cash. So with that, the reason I, I, I always loved Peter on the real estate guys cruise is he actually knows what he's talking about. He knows the history of it. He goes into depth of it. And so that's why today I think this is the most important Rich Dad radio program simply because what Warren Buffett did signals a change so big in the global economy, not just the U.S. economy, in the global economy. So please pay attention. So welcome to the program, my friend, Peter Schiff. Welcome, Peter. Well, thanks guys for having me on. And you know, Robert, you're you know making some observations that the mainstream financial media is completely ignoring. I mean, you're asking questions that not only don't they have the answers to, but they're not even smart enough to ask the questions. When you see a guy like Warren Buffett moving into a barrack gold as to what does this imply as far as what Warren Buffett's outlook is for the U.S. economy and for the dollar and for inflation and, and, and for the bond market. And, you know, when Buffett was you know, bad mouthing gold in the past, I mean, what he really was saying was that gold is not the best hedge against inflation. It's a non-productive asset. It just sits there. And Warren Buffett always says that he likes to own businesses, not even stocks. He likes to buy businesses. And obviously he does that through the stock market, but he's investing in underlying businesses because he thinks that businesses provide a good hedge against inflation. They have real assets. You can raise prices. It's just that now I think Warren Buffett realizes that inflation is going to be much worse in the future than it's been in the past. And Warren Buffett knows that during periods of very high inflation, which we've had in the past, that's when gold really shines. So I think what this move shows you is that Buffett now understands that the traditional hedges that he's used for inflation are not going to be adequate for the severity of what's coming because Buffett knows what inflation is. He defines it as an increase in the money supply. He correctly labels it as a tax. And so he knows it. He knows it's just not rising prices. He could see the Federal Reserve debasing the dollar. He sees the deficits. He sees all the spending. And so he understands gold is going to go up. But I think the reason he chose to buy a gold mining company rather than just the metal is because he likes the business aspect of Barrick Gold because they make money mining gold and he's not even buying just buying their income streams. But when you buy Barrick Gold, you are in effect buying all the gold in the ground in the mines that they own. So it is a very, very bullish bet on gold. And it's a way for Buffett to be in the business of mining a commodity that he knows is going to be far more valuable in the future than it is today. So look, Peter, this is my question to you. You know, if you could get into Buffett's head 
And that's two heads, you know, two thoughts. Why would CNBC not cover it? You know, why would they not cover it? And the other question is, what are they afraid of? What do you think Buffett sees that I know you see? I think I see, because I've been in it since I was a kid, but I see something not so good. And this is global again, not US. What do you, what do you think he sees coming? Yeah, obviously the, the talking heads on CNBC wanna put on a happy face. They wanna pretend everything is great. The economy is great. There's nothing to worry about. And so they're really just dismissing the significance of what Buffett has done by saying, well, it's a small investment, which is true, but we have no idea how many more shares he may have purchased since the end of the second quarter. And of course, how do we know that this is just not the beginning of a major shift? I mean, every journey starts with the first step. And so how do we know that Buffett has completed his journey into the gold sector with this purchase of, of Barrick? We don't, but the me mainstream financial media is afraid to look into the aspect for, for you know, what it might reveal. And you know they normally love talking to Warren Buffett. Nobody has interviewed Warren Buffett. I haven't seen a single interview since this news came out where he was on any network discussing why that decision was made. And personally, I think that Buffett is a pretty shrewd guy, the people that work for him. And if I'm right, that this is just the beginning of a major shift, and if Warren Buffett intends to buy more gold stocks, the last thing he would want to do is come out in the open and tell everybody why he's buying, because he doesn't want to have a lot of competition. I mean, a lot of people are going to follow in his footsteps. And if he wants to buy gold stocks, he wants to do it quietly. He doesn't want to make a big deal about it. He just wants to buy as much as he can for as cheap as he can. Given all that's happening, what is, what's your take? Because you're in the middle of it. What's your take on what's going, what's coming down the pipeline in the near future and far future? Well, you know, I have been warning about a dollar crisis for a long time. In fact, if you go back to my first book, Crash Proof, How to Profit from the Coming Economic Collapse, which I wrote during the housing bubble, I finished it in the middle of 2006, and it came out in early 07. And that book predicted the 2008 financial crisis because I wrote about how the Federal Reserve had inflated this housing bubble and that when the housing bubble popped, we would have this financial crisis, the worst recession since the Great Depression, 10% unemployment, trillion dollar deficits. And that I, I wrote at the time that the, the government would respond to this crisis with the same policy that caused it. They would print more money, they would slash interest rates, and they would attempt to reflate the bubbles. I believed at the time that that action, that all the money that they would print in order to try to reflate these bubbles would cause a dollar crisis. What I got wrong at the time was underestimating the ability of the Fed to not just attempt to reflate bubbles, but to actually succeed. I was surprised that they were able to blow up a bubble that was bigger than the one that popped in 08, but they did. And because they did that, we were able to kick the can down the road you know, until now. But during those years of can kicking, all of the problems that led to the 08 financial crisis have gotten so much bigger. We have a lot more debt now than we did then. We made far more mistakes because interest rates were even lower for an even longer period of time. So the Federal Reserve has screwed up the economy 
in a far worse way than it did before. And now you throw what's happened since COVID-19 into the mix, uh, where money printing is off the charts. QE, you know, four is already bigger than one, two and three combined, where you have the Federal Reserve right now printing more than 60 cents out of every dollar the federal government is spending. I mean, this is unprecedented that we're printing more money than we're collecting in taxes. And, and this is just going to accelerate. So now I think the dollar crisis that I have been warning about and helping my clients prepare for is just around the corner. I mean, the dollar is going to implode. And, you know, you mentioned back in 1971, we went off the gold standard. We did. But the world did not go off the dollar standard. The dollar was marked down dramatically during the 70s, but the world continued to hold it as a reserve currency. I think the significance of what's about to happen is the world is now going to go off the dollar standard because the dollar is not backed by anything. And we're going to go back to the gold standard. And what and what does that mean? What's the impact of that if the if the dollar implodes? Yeah. Well, people have to appreciate how great a benefit the dollar being the reserve currency has been for the U.S. economy. It's kind of like if you had a checkbook and you could just write checks and buy stuff, you didn't actually have to have any money in the bank. You can just write checks and buy what you wanted because nobody ever cashed your checks. They just circulated. People just took your checks and, and passed them around. And so you could live a great life and buy whatever you want if no one cashed your checks. And that's what's been going on. No one's cashed their dollars in. No one's taken their dollars and tried to buy anything that we make. They just hold them. They buy bonds, they buy stocks, you know, but they don't buy real stuff. So we haven't had to make good these IOUs. So we're able to import all these products and consume them, and we don't have to export products to pay for them. We're able to borrow all this money, but we don't have to save. The world does it for us. So we've had this whole bubble economy, this consumer-based economy that is on the foundation of the dollar's reserve currency status. When the world rejects that and goes back to the gold standard, which is not this archaic thing, people think, oh, well, that's the Stone Age. We were on the gold standard until 1971. Even though it was a dollar standard, the dollar was backed by gold and redeemable in gold. So the dollar was as good as gold. At least that's what everybody thought uh, who, who signed on to this. So we're going to go back to the monetary system that existed before the dollar was a fiat reserve currency. The world is going to back their currencies by gold rather than U.S. dollars. That doesn't mean we're going to be transacting in bars of gold. It just means that foreign central banks are going to hold more gold. And that's going to be the primary asset that backs up their, 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 their currency. And so in that world, where the world is using real money and not dollars, now America is just another country. Now, if we want to consume, we have to produce. We just can't you know, run huge trade deficits. If we want to run these big government deficits, we got to fund them. Americans have to save. Americans have to lend this money to the government. You know, we can't, we're not going to get it from the Chinese or the Japanese or the Saudis. Now, if we try to get it from the Federal Reserve, if the Fed is just printing money, but the dollar is not being held as a reserve currency, then we just have massive inflation or maybe even hyperinflation. So there is a big day of reckoning coming for America and it's coming very soon. Okay. So one of the things about the Rich Dad Radio Show, we we like to listen to all sides. So some people say we're going into inflation and other guys are saying we're going to deflation. What I want you to do is, you know, cause, cause the reason I say every time I'm on the real estate guys cruise with you, you always had 
really the background, the solid information. Kim and I just sold, just saved gold and silver. We're not, we don't go into the depth you go into it. Thank God we did. But when you come back, there's inflation or deflation. And you know, for most, for me, when I studied all this, it was the hyperinflation of what on in, in Germany, in the Weimar Republic, which brought Hitler to power. And that's what's going on in Venezuela right now and Zimbabwe. And the question is, is it gonna hit us here? Because I think really, that's really what I want to get your point of view. So when we come back, we're going more into, are we going into a hyperinflation or are we going into deflation or depression? We'll be right back. Do you know what Robert Kiyosaki always says? Good deals always find money. But does your money always find good deals? That is an important question. Wish you were in early on some of the best performing IPOs of 2019 and 2020. With our crowd, accredited investors have access to invest directly, easily, and most importantly, early. Our crowd investors have benefited from our crowd companies IPOing like Beyond Meat or being bought by companies like Intel, Nike, Microsoft, and Oracle. Why our crowd? Our crowd's investment professionals leverage their extensive network to review some of the most promising private companies and startups in the world. Can you do that? And listen to this. Once our crowd has selected a deal, they offer accredited investors the opportunity to invest alongside them with the same terms. Who else does that? They put their money where their mouth is. If you follow the Rich Dad philosophy, then you know you must make your money work for you so you can stop working. Our crowd can help. Today, you can join our crowd's investment in Tevil, an ag industry innovator that is positioned to help save billions every year by harvesting fruit that's now left to rot. Tevil's AI-powered flying robots pick, thin, and prune orchards, helping mitigate the global shortage of fruit pickers while offering cost savings up to 30%. You can get in early on Tevil and other unique opportunities at OurCrowd.com slash RichDad. If you're interested in investing, you need to join Our Crowd. The Our Crowd account is free. Just go to OurCrowd.com slash RichDad. Support for the Rich Dad Radio Show comes from Paxful. Paxful believes that Bitcoin is more than just a digital currency. It is the future. And a new way of life that's going to completely disrupt the global financial system. Paxful is a people-powered marketplace for money transfers with anyone, anywhere, at any time. Using over 300 different payment methods, you can buy and sell Bitcoin using bank transfers, cash, and even gift cards. With borderless transactions, the ability to start a business, and opportunities for social good, Paxful is set to change the world. Their secure escrow system ensures that your money is always protected, so you never have to worry. Head over to Paxful.com slash podcast now to create your account and receive your free cryptocurrency wallet. You'll be able to start trading right away. That's P-A-X-F-U-L dot com slash podcast. Join a community of 4 million strong and help build the future of finance. You'll never look at your money the same way again. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. 
At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash dellemc. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes, Android, or YouTube. And please leave us a comment or review whenever you listen. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive it because I'll make this very clear. We do not recommend investments. You know, we don't recommend gold, silver, real estate, stocks, bonds. You know, we're purely educational. And a key component of education is review. You listen to this program one more time, you'll be twice as smart as you were when you listened to it the first time. But more important, the best way to review is get together with friends, family, and business associates, you know, those idiots you hang out with, and listen to this program, and then discuss it. And then you'll have family arguments, divorces, riots, and all this stuff. Because there's so many people that are so set in their ways. So our guest today is an old friend, not that he's old, but he's a friend for a long time, Peter Schiff. And he and I used to speak at the, on the real estate guys cruise, which had to be canceled because of COVID. Cause I was always looking forward to Peter uh, understands the background. You know, I've been buying Kim and I've been buying gold and silver for a long years now. Thank God we did, but it was hard because nobody agreed with us. And now that Warren Buffett, like I say, more important than Trump or Biden, more important than COVID was Warren Buffett buying Barrick gold for the gold in the ground, as Peter says, a gold mining company. But more importantly, he dumped bank stocks and he dumped airlines and nobody's talking about it. So that's why we're very excited about having Peter on right now because he under, he's been in it for years and years and years and years. So Peter, the big question is this, hyperinflation like the Weimar Republic or is it deflation, which is depression? Which way? Well, you know, we might actually have a little of both. But first of all, you have to understand the definition. So inflation is an expansion in the money supply and, and, and deflation is a contraction. So clearly money supply is going way up. So we know that is inflation. But most people are concerned about prices, right? When they're talking about, are we going to have inflation? Are, is, is the consumer price index, are prices going to go up? Or are prices going to come down? Are we going to have deflation in that respect? And it, it depends on how you measure it. So let's assume you want to measure prices in terms of gold, right? How much are prices going to change? If you have an ounce of gold and you want to buy stuff with an ounce of gold, is stuff going to get cheaper or is it going to get more expensive? I think prices are going to crash in terms of gold. I think everything is going to get cheaper. Asset prices will get cheaper, stocks, real estate, bonds, uh, you know, works of art, whatever. Things are going to go down in terms of gold and even the cost of living, food, energy, clothing, medical care, all the things that you buy. If you actually have gold, you're going to see prices falling. If you want to call that deflation, then that's what we're going to get. Well, so, so, Peter, what you just said is crucial because if you don't have gold, the cost of food will go up. And if you have cash, so you're 
If you have cash, the price of food and necessities go up. If you have gold, the prices come down. Right. Is it because you see the price of gold going up that things become cheaper? Well, no, it's money losing value. Look, we've had a massive bubble that is going to deflate. This bubble that the Federal Reserve blew is going to deflate. So we're going to see that. But only if you look through the prism of gold. Because the problem is the Fed is going to print so much money that it's going to disguise the, the, the collapse of that bubble. You're not going to see real estate prices crash or stock prices crash because the value of the dollar may crash more. So it's like, you know, if I'm in a car and I'm going backwards at 20 miles an hour and the car next to me is going backwards at 30 miles an hour, it may look like I'm going forwards. But I'm not. It's just I'm not going back as quickly. So you could be losing wealth in an asset that you think is appreciating, but it's not because you're measuring the value of that asset in a currency that's losing value faster than the asset itself. Because the Federal Reserve can print an unlimited amount of money. There's nothing that stops them. And that's what they're doing. So they're going to destroy the value of the dollar. And so from the point of view of paper money, the price of everything is going to go up. But I think you're going to see a big realignment of prices. I actually think that all prices will rise in terms of paper money. But I think the cost of living, food, energy, health, clothing and stuff like that, that's going to go up more than stocks and real estate. So people are going to lose wealth as the cost of living rises more than the assets. But it's all falling. Yeah, and that's what happened in the Weimar Republic, which brought Hitler to power was that the story is, you know, somebody went to the butcher shop with a wheelbarrow full of money and he went in to buy a pound of pork. And when they came out, they stole his wheelbarrow and left the money. You know, that's the classic story that goes around in, in our world. But this is the uh, big question. The other side of this coin is, we always look at both sides and guys are all friends of ours. Harry Denton is calling for gold to go to a thousand. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, well, first of all, that's a bullish call for Harry because he was at 400 last time I <laughs> talked to him. So he's, he's moving the bar. But what Harry doesn't seem to get, see, he thinks this is going to play out like the 1930s. But what Harry doesn't differentiate is we were actually on a gold standard back then. The Federal Reserve couldn't do in the 1930s what it is doing right now. So I think it's not like America in the 1930s. It's more like Argentina or it's more like, you know, uh, Zimbabwe or Weimar Republic, Germany. You have to look at these big collapses where you had a fiat monetary system. You don't have deflation the way we did in the 1930s. We don't have the monetary system we had in the 1930s. Now, as I said, since the dollar was gold in the 1930s, prices in the 1930s went down in terms of gold for assets and consumer goods. The same thing is going to happen again we're going to see prices coming down in terms of real money. So if you have the, the money that existed in the 1930s, if you have a $20 gold piece, right, that money, you're going to see prices coming down. You'll be able to buy more stuff with money that, you know, that was made in the 1920s with those gold coins that were minted, those $20 gold, you know, gold pieces, they're going to gain value. But this funny money that the Federal Reserve is creating now that it wasn't creating back then, irredeemable uh, fiat, is going to be destroyed because the government is going to try to prevent prices from coming down. 
That's what they want. They don't want the stock market crashing. They don't want the, the bond market crashing. They don't want the real estate market crashing. So they're going to sacrifice the dollar to prevent all that from happening. They weren't willing to do that, nor could they do that in the 1930s. But this is the 2020s, and they're going to do that. And it's, so it's inflation that you have to worry about it because you can't hold out. Harry Dent says, hey, just put your money in U.S. Treasuries. Put, that, that, that's going to be the epicenter of the collapse. It's going to be a sovereign debt crisis, right? A dollar crisis means that those treasuries are, are, are collapsing because all they are is IOU paper dollars. I mean, you know, the definition of intelligence is if you, I agree with you, you're intelligent. And I agree more with Peter than Harry, but you guys are both friends because, you know, Harry and I work together, but we don't agree. Yeah, we, 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 we talk about the same problem. We have different different, should I say, actions to take. Yeah. So well, at, at some point, Harry's going to have to j join our camp. I mean, he can't watch <laughs> the price of gold continuously go up. I mean, what is he going to say when gold hits 3,000? It's going to crash to 2,000? I mean, you know, at some point, he's got to realize that he's holding the wrong asset. Where do you see gold going, Peter? Look, you know, people ask me that question, and, you know, there is no limit because, you know, there's no floor on the dollar, right? If the dollar became worthless, then the price of gold would be infinite. So obviously, you know, there's a lot of room between, you know, being worth less and, and, and being worth less than it is now. But look, I think gold can easily at this point go to 10,000, 15, 20,000. You know, it's going to go much, much higher. I mean, look at where the Dow Jones is. You know, the Dow Jones is what, 26, 27,000, whatever that is. I could easily see the price of gold and the Dow Jones being the same. I mean, they were the same in 1932. They were the same in 1980. So I think that they will be the same again. I just don't know exactly at what price they'll meet but I'm pretty sure they're going to meet or come close to meeting. And so it's probably not going to happen with the, the NASDAQ, the Dow down at 5,000. Maybe it could happen at 10,000, but maybe it'll happen at a higher number. I mean, they could both meet at 50,000. You can have the Dow Jones at 50,000 and gold at $50,000 an ounce. But if gold is $50,000 an ounce, you have to understand that 50,000 on the Dow may mean that you're poorer even if you own stocks and the Dow Jones is at 50,000, if a ounce of gold is at 50,000, you have to ask yourself, how much is a loaf of bread going to cost me? Right? So everything is relative, you know, forget about the numbers. It's the purchasing power that matters, not how big the number is, but what you can actually buy. So Peter, uh, you know, like I, I was, I wrote my book, fake, fake money, fake teachers, fake assets. And I call gold and silver God's money. And I call them that because gold and silver were here when the earth was formed. So the question, I when people ask me, how do I get started? Sometimes I'll tell them, you know, just buy some silver. You know, today you can, you, know, you used to buy it for like 10 bucks. Now you can buy it for 30 bucks for a silver eagle. How does silver track with gold right now in your mind? Well, I still think that silver is inexpensive in terms of gold. Silver actually in March, when they were throwing everything away, silver actually became the cheapest it's ever been in, in world history, at least you know recorded history, because you could buy 120 ounces of silver with a single ounce of gold. You know, when the United States was first founded and we were on a bimetallic standard, the, the, the relationship was, I forget, it was like 12 to 1 or 15 to 1, uh, gold to silver. And the historic average, I, I forget, it's well, but maybe it's 30 to 1. But you're talking about 120 to 1. 
Uh, so silver was very cheap. And even now it's around 70 to 80 to one. It's hanging out in that area. But historically, silver is still inexpensive in terms of gold. So I still think that silver is a buy. It's more volatile than gold. I love silver personally. It's a little bit more volatile. That's for sure. It is more volatile. But, you know, if this is if this gold bull market is anything like all the other gold bill markets, silver will outperform. Right. It outperforms in the bull markets, but it also goes down more in the bear markets. But here's what I think, Robert, is the thing to do. Do what Warren Buffett is doing. I think the most money is going to be made in the mining companies. Peter, I was just about to give you the biggest plug of all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, you know, the definition of intelligence is I agree with you. And you and I had a long conversation a few weeks ago because I'm so anti mining companies. And the reason is, you know, Kim and I started a mining comp- a silver mine in, in uh, Argentina, and we started a massive gold mine in China. And as we know, the Chinas have this saying, well, help yourself, you know, so they took it. After we found the gold. After we, after we raised gold. all the money. After we found the gold. Then they took it. And we raised the capital and it was proven reserves, not speculative reserves. We, we did everything right. So you and I had this conversation. You said you should buy gold mines. I said... <laughs> and then, well, the problem, Robert, you weren't diversified. You had all your uh, eggs no, in that one Peter, basket, Peter. and then they, they took it from. <laughs> well, anyway, we, we, this whole this well, we had rich that says a million ways you can get rich, but a billion ways you can get poor. But for the first time, I bought a fund, and it's your fund. So I have my my doctor and myself and Kim and I are now invested in your gold mining fund. So that's for full disclosure. So what is this? What is what? Yeah. And I think, look, I think we're going to outperform <laughs> Warren Buffett. He's a real big fish. You know, he has the see Warren Buffett had to buy Barrett Gold because he's so big. Most of the stocks are too small. We like Barrett Gold. I mean, Barrett Gold, I think, was the fourth or fifth largest holding in my gold fund. And so we benefited from. But there are a lot of smaller stocks. I think in junior mining stocks, and we have a great portfolio that Warren Buffett can't touch because he's got so much money. If he tried to buy these stocks, like you know, the price was would would, would run up, and he would destroy that. But my gold fund could take advantage of opportunities that Warren Buffett has to overlook. He, he's stuck in the really really big names, and I, those are some good names. But the better values are in some of these smaller companies. And we've built a great portfolio managed by Adrian Day, the Europe Pacific Gold Fund. I think we're just going to kill it in this environment. I think this is where the real money is going to be made. Gold is to preserve your wealth and not to go broke. But these gold mining stocks can help you achieve wealth. What's the name of your fund? It's the Euro Pacific Gold Fund. You can buy it through my company. You can, you can call us up at Euro Pacific Capital. We can set you up. We also have separately managed accounts, but my funds are also available at any discount broker, Schwab, Fidelity, E-Trade, wherever you go, TD Ameritrade. You can go. We have five funds in my family. There's a value fund, a bond fund, an emerging market fund, a dividend payer fund, and the gold fund. So make sure you buy the right fund, the Euro Pacific Gold Fund. And if you go to europacificfunds.com, that's the website of all my funds so that you can read about them and get their symbols and, and make sure you're, you're buying my fund and not, and not something else. And let me just say, yes, Robert and I invested in the in the gold mining fund, and we're not at Rich Dad. We don't recommend. We recommend. We're not recommending any investment. We're recommending you, you, the listener, do your research, do your homework, and decide if it's the right investment for you. Yeah, you. 
But I'm recommending it though. You guys, <laughs> you are, can so recommend I, it all day long, Peter. Peter the, the, the more you recommend it, the more I run from it. I'm, the largest, <laughs> okay. I'm the largest shareholder in the fund, so. No, no, I, I, Adrian Day, cooking. man, he is his reputation is impeccable. But the greatest thing I, I, I called my friends who are in the stock market and they research your funds. They said they're stellar. That was his word for it, John uh, McGregor. He says they're stellar. So with that, I just verify, I want to let you know, I verify, I don't just recommend. Yeah, and, and you know what I like too, and whether you in, invest or don't invest, is that here you're talking about Warren Buffett, who's invested millions, if not billions, into Barrick, and who knows what else. But here's an opportunity to get into the mining world, the gold mining companies without- No, but Peter, Peter said it so best, is Buffett can only invest in a big company like Barrett. He cannot do the junior miners. And Kim and I were in junior miners and we struck the biggest play ever. And then the Chinese took it from us. So what Peter is saying. Yeah, you gotta be careful about the political yeah, no. risk. So the country risk. So what, so what Peter is saying here, the reason his fund, which sold me, is your fund can invest in the companies with the most potential gain, not guaranteed gain. And this guy, Adrian Day is fantastic. Yeah, and and the key is, see, there's a lot of companies out there that are that are never going to do amount to anything. There's a lot of you know landmines out there. So you need a guy that actually can you know knows the difference between the ones that really have potential and the ones that don't. Because there's you know and there's a lot of companies out there that market themselves and they get promoters out there. You got to know to avoid them. Adrian's been doing this for 30, 40 years. He knows the mines. He knows the management teams, the projects. So he really knows which of these small companies have a good chance of, of making it big and, and more importantly, which ones not to invest in. Right. Peter, you know, I mean, Kim and I listed on the Vancouver stock exchange, which, you know, that's the, the land of the Frito bandito. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It was a I, lot I felt, of fun. We learned a lot. I thought I was amongst friends, but those guys were all picking my pocket, but anyway, cause they're all bullshit artists. But anyway, uh, one last question, which I don't understand when, when you say invest in emerging markets, why do you say that? Well, first of all, I think that when we get this reset of the global monetary system, where the dollar is no longer the reserve currency, the, the country that has benefited the most from this is the United States. Well, it's the emerging markets that have suffered the most. They're the ones that have been supplying the United States with a lot of the goods that we don't produce, but that we consume. And they've been loaning us a lot of their savings. And so what happens is their standard of living has been suppressed. They can't consume as much as they produce. And a lot of their savings have been loaned to us as opposed to invested productively in their own economy. So once the dollar crashes, you have all this emerging market debt that's dollar denominated that basically gets forgiven. And, and now I think these currencies appreciate that takes a lot of pressure off their economies, their domestic inflation rates, their interest rates. And so I think that they're going to just it's like a giant weight that's been lifted from their shoulders. They're going to finally get to eat the fruits of their own labor. They're going to consume their production and they're going to invest their savings productively in their own economies. They're not going to squander it on U.S. treasuries. So I think there's a lot of opportunity. Americans are going to see their standard of living go down. But across a lot of the emerging markets, you're going to see a big increase in the standard of living and relative wealth. I think uh, you know asset prices are gonna move up. 
as people in those countries become wealthier on a relative basis, Americans are going to be poorer and therefore our assets are going to get marked down. So it's just a lot of opportunity. And then if you just look at these emerging markets, if you look at the stock prices and compare them to what you're paying for stocks in the United States, I mean, this is the cheapest they've been in maybe 100 years. So in our lifetimes, you know, we, we haven't had an opportunity to sell U.S. stocks and take the money and buy emerging market stocks at such a favorable exchange rate as what we can see right now. Okay, thank you. So again, it's Euro Pacific Capital. Peter Schiff's the founder and is a good friend. Once again, we make no recommendations at the Rich Dad Radio Show, but full, full disclosure, Peter did bring Kim and I back from the edge of death. Here <laughs> but and, and Peter, you've also got a podcast called the Peter Schiff Show podcast, yeah, which is, uh, and the website is Schiff Radio, S-C-H-I-F-F, Schiff Radio. Yes, people should listen to it. I do two, sometimes three a week. You can listen either on Schiff Radio or on my YouTube channel, The Schiff Report. Yeah, I encourage everybody and follow me on you know Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I put out a lot of stuff on social media. And the reason that's important to follow Peter because it's changing so fast today. And like I said, it's not covered in mainstream. Big, I'll start again where I, I finished where I started. The biggest news was not Trump, Biden, or COVID. The biggest news of all was Warren Buffett dumped bank stocks, most of them, and airline stocks, and he got into a gold mining company. That's the big news. And it's not being covered in mainstream media. So with that, Peter, thank you. Thanks for thank being you, a friend. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for being a friend for all these years. Oh, my pleasure. Great Keep information. Good work, thank guys. you so thank much. You, thank you. you too. So, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. A special thanks to Peter Schiff, a longtime friend. Uh, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes, Android, and YouTube. And please leave us a comment. Again, all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them because we're a purely educational company. So for full disclosure, Kim and I did and started investing with Peter in his uh, mining company funds. And his guy, Adrian Day, his reputation goes far ahead of him. He's very smart. And the small mining companies are the highest risk, but the highest return. So that's why after Peter, I talked to Peter, Kim and I decided we'd, we'd invest with him for full disclosure. Just want to let you know, this is the time the Rich Dad Company was founded for because I started buying silver in 1964 and gold in 1972. Still have it. And I just don't trust the government. I just don't trust the banks, the government, the Fed, and those liars. They're just a bunch of academic liars, all PhDs like my poor dad. But anyway, so that's why Kim and I have been kind of outsiders on the family tree, you know, because the family tree was into the stock bonds and mutual funds and we're hanging out there with our gold and silver, right? That's right. That's right. And I, I, I thought this was a great show with Peter. And, and one of the big takeaways for me is when, you know, people are always talking about the price of gold. And I asked Peter what he saw with the price of gold. And he said, it's really not the number that's important. It's the purchasing power. So if you're looking at the future, the price of, of commodity, the price of food, the price of housing, all of that. If you comp in, look at it in terms of gold, it's actually going to be cheaper. But if you look at it in terms of U.S. dollars, everything's going to get more expensive. And that or pesos was, or yuan yeah, or, that or was yen. A, that was a really great way to look at things and ac actually understand the power of gold versus the U.S. dollar. And I'll, I'll say this much. I just went into Japan and they didn't ask me about smug smuggling drugs. They want enough of smuggling gold into the country because they don't want gold. If you understand that governments do not like gold and silver, if you can understand that, 
you'll understand why Kim and I for years have been, you know, just a little bit here, a little bit there and all that. But now we have a lot of it and it's hidden well all over the world because I don't trust the government. And would you explain why the government doesn't like gold? Well, they can't manipulate the money supply. They can't keep you stupid. And, and the academic system, these PhDs, I have PhD, like my poor dad is poor, helpless, and desperate. They're they some of the most stupid people I've ever met in my life because I grew up with them. They know nothing about money, but they're giving me advice on my money. And the Fed, I think, has nine, the Federal Reserve Bank has 900 PhDs, and all they're doing is printing more money. I mean, my God, thank you, Jesus, you know, as long as I know they got idiots in the Fed, I'm gonna buy more gold and silver. It's not that hard. But the reason I like Peter Schiff, all the years I've worked with him, he actually knows what goes on behind the scenes. I don't, I just don't trust the PhDs. Well, I, I also know that as the price of gold does continue to rise, and as you look at the price of gold and it continues to rise over the time to come, that does mean one thing. That means the economy is getting worse. Yeah, it's, it's not good news. No, it's not good news for the price world. price of gold and silver going up is bad news. But for the that's global why. economy. But that's why Warren Buffett's really silence, stealth move into Barrick Gold. And Peter says exactly. They cannot go into the junior miners. That's where Kim and I were operating. But the education we got in that process is priceless. So please pay attention. It's not the price of gold to me. It's the number of ounces you have. Or in silver today, silver is still about 50% or an ounce. 70 to 80. You can get, it's 70 to 80 ounces of silver today equals about one ounce of gold. But the point is this, gold is now at its all-time high, which was about 1950 bucks. Silver is still 40% below its all-time high, which was 50 bucks. So silver today, let's say, is 30 and silver used to be 50. So the biggest move, and I think almost anybody on this planet can afford a $30 gold, silver eagle or silver, whatever you buy, but people still hang on to cash. Cash is trash. So once again, I wanna thank you all for listening to the Rich Dad Radio Program and thank Peter Schiff. And remember, all coins have three sides, heads, tails, and the edge. And Harry Dent is a good friend of mine. We, we teach all over the world. But what, we're what Harry and I talk about is this event. And Peter, there is an event coming that is so big. It is the failure of the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency of the world. The question is, what's going to happen? Hyperinflation or hyperdeflation? That's the only question. So I listen to Harry, he's a great friend of ours, and I also listen to Peter Schiff. The question is, I think both sides are gonna be right exactly as Peter says. Any comments, what, what are you picking up from this? So we've had a series now with different experts or friends of Rich Dad, and they all, like you said, they're all saying the same thing. Something's happening. It just depends on what side of the coin you're on. I think that Peter, his perspective kind of I think makes the most sense to me where Harry's talking about deflation with all the money we're printing. We're definitely headed for inflation or hyperinflation is my belief. But this, I said it during break. I feel like I just got my master's in economics after listening to, to Peter because man, that guy is so smart. So smart. You, you, you know, you know what else Peter said, which, cause everybody's talking about this reset, this reset, this, re but nobody's talking about what is a reset and he said it very, very clearly. He said there's a re there's going to be a reset in the global monetary system, but the reset isn't this all this necessarily 
explosion. The reset is the U.S. dollar is no longer the reserve currency, period. Well, so there's one more thing that I'm going to pass on. Records is, Jim Records is a friend of ours. He wrote Currency Wars and all this. He was He's worked with the CIA and Defense Department. He was the long-term capital management. But he says this. He says there will be a reset when we have an alternative. You say you cannot... Just say, well, we're going to take the we're going to take the dollar. Oh, and there's the an dollar. alternative to the dollar. To the dollar, and what what Rickards is saying, it's possibly the SDR, the special drawing rights, which would make China very happy because China is now part of the IMF and the World yeah, Trade Organization. Explain what special drawing rights are. Special drawing rights is a basket. It's like a diversified portfolio of. Trash <laughs> of currencies, right? Currencies, of different yeah. currencies. It's Dollars, a basket. Yens, it's a fund of currencies. Pesos. And and what Jim says, which I agree with, is you know the, I think the public is a little not all of them, but two percent is a little bit smarter today. They're going to say you're just sending us more garbage. You know, it's like a trash trash truck with trash from all over the world called currency. That's actually a good thought because. So you know, a lot of municipalities across the U.S. have stopped the recycling programs because foreign countries stopped buying it they stopped buying our trash and that's real, that kind of makes me think of this basket of currency of trash that no one that no, no one's one wants buying. Yeah, hey, no one wants it i got anymore. some i got some yen i got some pesos i got some euro who wants it yeah and we have jim um we have jim records coming up in a few weeks so um th that'll be a great kind of yeah. bow on this basket of economists that we've been talking look to. you guys when we say the rich dad radio the good news and bad news Gold going to, let's say, 15,000, which Jim is recommending, is not good news. It is not good news. But the, it is good news if you're prepared for it because that means, listen, it's no different than Buffett dumping bank shares and airlines and quietly sliding into gold. This is not good news, sports fans. But if you're prepared, you can be prepared. So I want to thank you all for listening to the Rich Dad Radio Program. Looking forward to Jim Records and all the cast of characters we interview here on Rich Dad Radio because I'll say it again. All coins have three sides. And one guy says you're right. The other guy says you're wrong. But they're all talking about the same thing ultimately. This is far more important than on poor Biden. Thank you for listening to this. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.